0: Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 261st ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the MSP studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing great, Cameron. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, quite a football game we had last week. Football is back, folks. Lots of
1: football. Lots of football games.
0: NFL starts this weekend.
1: Yeah. So, well, Thursday. Thursday. Man. Chiefs play Thursday. I keep thinking
0: it's Thursday. We're recording a little earlier than usual. That's true. Uh, weird timing of week one. Mm-hmm. Messed everything up.
1: Yeah, all the college games on Saturday made me feel like NFL was the next day. Yeah. But not yet.
0: No, but, but you had LSU, uh, Florida State, Sunday. That's true. I watched some of that. Clemson? That was That was yesterday. last night. Wow. They're really spreading them out for week one. They, yeah. Um, yeah, you're ready for NFL season, I'm sure. I am. Fantasy football time chiefs time but who's patrick mahomes gonna throw the ball to i don't know sky more probably mm.
1: i feel like I think, I think that every year like that's true it's like but, who is catching like he's throwing like 50 touchdowns like and travis kelsey catches a lot of them but like where are the other ones
0: who else is catching the ball that's true we get to reinvent himself every year basically <laughs> with the supporting cast uh well we're going to talk all about that south dakota game we're going to talk about middle tennessee and we might even talk about brady cook uh missouri tiger quarterback a little bit so before we get into that don't forget to subscribe on youtube leave us a review wherever you listen to us and of course you can support us on patreon patreon.com missouri sports pod so kyle Uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, Missouri beat South Dakota 35 to 10, but, and they were up 38 to three at halftime, sorry, 28 to three at halftime. Um, but scored negative three in the second half. They took points off the board. It felt like it. It did kind of feel like it. So yeah, that's, that's what we need to figure out is what exactly went on in this game and trying to figure out the best way to sort of like set the table here and i did write down some of the things we said last week before the game and i kind of just want to take you through my thought process and see if it matches yours or maybe you can help me through my issues here surrounding this first game of the season so last week um kyle you said we were talking about the quarterback battle the quarterback competition you said Sam Horn has been given opportunities to prove himself. And if he was good enough to take us to a place where we haven't been, I think we would know at this point. So we were, I felt like listening back to it, we definitely were kind of like setting the stage for Brady Cook to be the starter and not really look back. Um, you pointed out Sam Horn's still a redshirt freshman. I said, I think Brady Cook is the guy as far as the coaching staff is concerned. And if you just watch the games this year, meaning if you were not around for all the preseason talk and all the press conferences and everything, if you just watch the games this year, it won't look like it was much of a toss-up. Yeah, that that ended up being pretty much spot on. And I feel like we still talked about what we, uh, you know, maybe the most desired outcome would be Even Sam Horn showing that he was ready to lead the team and uh, or Brady Cook uh, stepping up and showing without beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's his team and he's ready to go. Mm -hmm. I guess we got much closer to that than uh, Sam Horn showing that he could do much because uh, Brady Cook has officially been named the starter for week two, skipping ahead a little bit. And he is the starting quarterback for Missouri for the foreseeable future unless anything changes. Drink wants to still get Sam Horn some snaps. We'll get to that later. But how it felt like, and you even said in the preview, we're not going to learn very much from this game. Yet, I knew all that. I knew it was just an FCS opponent week one. But as soon as the game started, I felt this like tension and anxiety that feeling like I needed to find out more about this team then it was possible to find out Mm -hmm. it felt like I needed everything to go better than it possibly could in that game to feel relieved. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, I have a lot of thoughts and I know that we're recording this on Tuesday of the following week. And so we've had time to kind of process what we witnessed and that goes for probably most of us, most of you watching or listening to this. Um, so we might be backtracking a little bit in your mind, Um, but I do, I do think we, we need to kind of talk about what, what happened last week. And, um, I guess, yeah, I'll start with, um, you know, I, I do think we came into the game thinking like we shouldn't have too many takeaways here unless things just go terribly. They didn't go terribly. So we probably just shouldn't have that many takeaways from this, but yet it still feels like there is. And, you know, I, I think ultimately I understand that Brady Cook performed well in the game. Um, but I didn't account for the fact that the game would probably be out of reach. And in garbage time, by the time Sam Horn got out there, I think I would have loved to see him get a fair shake. But I understand that's not how it happened. And that's fine. I got to live with that. Um, I have so many thoughts. I'm not even sure like wh- uh, where I was going here. But Well,
0: you, you bring up Sam Horn getting a fair shake. And that, I think, uh, is a big point of contention among the fan base or at least was shortly after the game during the game for sure mm-hmm. and i on that point specifically i can't help but feel like this is entirely on coach drinkwitz and his communication uh the last few weeks do you think i'm off base there
1: no um and i i feel like i already got to a, a can of worms i already opened a can of worms that i wasn't ready to get to yet but yeah um yeah, I, I think it's totally fair to say that this comp, this competition was going on all offseason. Sam Horn had a chance to win it and didn't, and maybe he didn't deserve to, you know, have equal snaps. So like, it's Coach Drinkwood's job. It's his team. He has full ability to divvy up the snaps however he wants to, and, you know, if Sam Horn gets the scraps at the end of the game, then that's how it goes, and I think that we'd all say that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And if... if Brady Cook won the job outright in the in the summer, in the off season, and fall camp, and um, it didn't really come do- down to this game. That's fine, but just tell us that. Yeah, be honest with us, and I think that's maybe just where there's a little bit of contention, and it's again, it's not a huge deal, but I think we would have maybe preferred a little bit more honesty that this is Brady Cook's job, and Sam Horn had a chance to to take the the bull by the horns and didn't, and um, you know, I think that's something all season that we're going to be thinking about in the back of our minds when we'll this team potentially and inevitably struggles on offense, we're going to be thinking what could we have in the backup Sam Horn, but um, I don't think we're ever going to know. And yeah. I think we just need to live with that. And, I, you know, I think Brady Cook played well. He did what he needed to do. Um, I think there are still concerns I have that I had last year that don't really look like they – are going to be any better i still think that he struggles to see downfield very well and i think he kind of operates within like a 15 yard box It's what it feels like watching him sometimes but let's, let's see him play a uh, better competition and see what happens when he needs to step up a little bit more
0: yeah so to stick with cook for a little bit uh 17 of 21 passing which is pretty good 172 yards that's good for 8.2 yards per attempt he had one touchdown um, some of his throws, some of his throws were, were fairly impressive, obviously, um, a lot of side to side passing. Um, but we have Luther Burton who can turn that in, turn nothing into a touchdown on some of those plays. And, um, the touchdown throw to, uh, Mekhi Miller, 18 yard touchdown pass coach drink talked about it in the, uh, in the, I guess it was today's press conference, uh, after you'd been able to watch film and something that it seemed like I'm not necessarily a X's and O's, uh, breaking down film type of guy, but, um, it looked like when I rewatched the, the game that Brady cook was legitimately keeping one of the safeties closer to the sideline to make sure that he just had to throw it over the linebacker to hit Miller, who he knew would be crossing into the center of the end zone. That looked like a legit, uh, I know what I'm doing to turn this play into a touchdown. And so I was impressed by that. But then, you know, you have the high throw to Weiss that should have been a first down close to the red zone. Uh, Probably should have been caught. Maybe it should have been caught, but, you know, uh, a throw on the money and that's an easy first down Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, scoring opportunity. And then, like uh, later in the uh, second quarter, there was a throw to Luther Burden on the far sideline from the TV angle that I thought um, was another just like sneaky good throw where he m- made Luther Burden come back and get it just a little bit. And it made the safety not be able to get over there in time to make a play. And so I felt like. Looking back or watching the game a second time, it really felt like we saw everything we needed out of Cook. That's not even to mention um, his touchdown run. And Coach Drinkwitz talked about how the defense that they brought out, that South Dakota brought out, was different than anything they had seen on film. So that kind of threw them for a loop, but they were able to adapt. Mm-hmm. And watching both quarterbacks a second time, you and now. There is maybe a little bit of a negative to this, but you definitely feel like Brady Cook is like, oh, you want to take away the deep stuff? That is not a problem. I know how to check the ball down, and I know how to find these underneath routes. Mm -hmm. So we'll just nickel and dime you all the way down the field. Yeah, that felt
1: like a a good adjustment by him because they definitely came out wanting to take away the explosive plays with two high safeties and... You know, we've seen that in the NFL. Even like some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL have really struggled with um, that being a more prominent defense, and it's just tough to 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 make big plays down the field when when they're just kind of having two safeties just kind of rovering out in the, the middle of the field. So, and it kind of forces you to have to, like you just said, nickel and dime. So, and we know Brady Cook, he he can do that, right? He That's why I said he has there's no a, problem doing that.
0: There's a negative side to that, in, in and in that, uh, yeah, that we've seen a lot of that. Right. But. And he did do that well. I mean, he was completed most
1: of his passes in this game and Mm -hmm. maybe could have even completed a couple more um if if uh, guys made the catch so yeah i you know i think uh it's really really hard to draw any conclusions from one half of football especially against an fcs team where pretty much everything they do is like with an asterisk um because it's against a lower level of competition but yeah um i think ultimately i'm i'm excited to see more um brady cook against a little bit better team on saturday um, of course, would love to see uh, more quality snaps for for Sam Horn, but that's just not going to happen. I don't think at this point. So, well, um, quality is a little bit subjective, exactly. So, yeah. So uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm, at this point, um, you know, I, I've accepted that Brady Cook will will probably play all of the season, and I'm I'm kind of excited to see what development that he can make.
0: Uh, yeah. So when I was comparing the two, it did seem like Sam Horn was looking deep on every drop back, mm-hmm. but then was just a little bit slower to get away from the deep stuff and check it down where you guys were wide open. Yeah. And so... Um, Which is
1: c- clearly the vibe that we've gotten all offseason is like his physical talent, his raw ability, we know what it is. Like, it's clearly very intriguing, but maybe some of the off-the-field stuff, maybe some of the work ethic, maybe the intangibles, maybe his ability to read the defense and adjust... When the, they're playing too high safeties, that kind of stuff may just clearly isn't what Brady Cook is capable of, and so that's that's giving Cook the edge right now. But I mean, yeah, you got to give it to Horn on on a couple of those throws were just oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and, it's and like, that's like that's another over thing. the middle throw to Miller. That's the that's the throw that will just keep the fans coming back wanting more. Myself included, I'm right yeah. there. I'm just like it's so exciting to see, uh, you know, a Missouri quarterback make plays like he makes sometimes, and even just in the extremely limited time he's played, he just he makes some plays that are super exciting.
0: Yeah. But to, I guess to put a final note on the conversation about the quarterback competition, um, my thoughts are coach Drinkwitz seemed to me like he had his mind made up, understandably so. And, and as far as I'm concerned, the correct decision for Brady Cook to be the starter before this game. And if you want to, you know, keep things a secret and not, you know, show your whole hand, whatever. I don't, uh, I think some of that stuff is a little bit silly, but the coaches have every right to do that if they want. Um, But you're just kind of begging for fans to freak out a little bit when what you're kind of, how you're conveying that battle taking place behind the scenes doesn't add up once we're actually, you know, no longer behind the scenes. When we're on the stage and we're seeing uh, everything come to fruition in that first game. It was just kind of obvious, like, okay, this everything we're looking at here says Brady cooks the starter. But now, for me personally, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to not think about who the starting quarterback is until Brady Cooks is no longer a Missouri Tiger. <laughs> yeah, like, when he's out of eligibility, that's when I'm ready to uh, have this conversation again.
1: I believe we'll be having this conversation again before that happens. Um, yeah, I, th- I would say Coach Drinkwitz had another one of those. Are you thinking before you speak moment um, in the press conference after the game, the mm-hmm. post game press conference? You know, he was saying, which I guess he's it's true. I don't really owe you guys anything. I, I don't care about public perception on yeah. the quarter- uh, relating to the quarterback competition. That's fine. I mean, we yes, you you have that right, mm-hmm. but you just. Ad- I don't know that you want to pick a fight with the fans and the media and whoever else like on this. It's just, just
0: yeah. come out and be transparent in week one.
1: All this is avoided.
0: Yeah, and or he learned his lesson. Or just don't say anything. Yeah, just say you know yeah. we'll have a the quarterback that goes out there first. You'll see who the starter is when they start the game. That's that'd be fine. But all the uh, you know weeks of just like talking up this competition, I I understand the fans that are a little bit frustrated. But at the same time. Obviously, the entire decision wasn't going to come down to this game. This game, yeah. And I, for one, uh, I think let it let that become the case in my head. And I would say, yeah. Coach Drink did some things along the way to help that happen.
1: That's probably true. I think we we maybe got finessed a little bit <laughs> and probably put too much on this one game. Where and and, and and I mean, I went. I was coming into the second half. Thinking like, here we go. Yes, Sam Horn time.
0: Yes. especially that first throw. And yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, even before
1: that, like yeah. you know, at halftime, I was getting all getting all antsy. Like, all right, here we go, Sam Horn. And then uh, South Dakota has a f- fifty-five minute drive to open the third
0: quarter, and it basically takes the en- entire quarter. That was one of the most bizarre things to watch a second time because I had turned that into like a like a successful drive for them because of how much it impacted the game after that that was a 17 play drive that went for 41 yards yeah
1: they didn't even score no they didn't even they not even score a field goal no they it, and it took almost 10 minutes of game time yeah. literally 17 plays and yeah so that i think that was maybe even just adding to the frustration of like okay we're not getting a we're not Sam Horn is not going to get a fair shake in this game, regardless. But now it's even worse because it's garbage time. By the time he takes the field,
0: that was just like an annoying, ugly drive that nothing bad even happened from it, but it just felt gross and like okay, let's get this game over with.
1: Exactly. They they were after halftime. They were they were ready to get in and get out and try to avoid injuries and stuff like that, which I get. But you know the um, they uh, they could have tried harder to avoid injuries. Okay.
0: I'll, I'll hear that argument. Well. Luther Burden
1: playing in the returning punts in the fourth quarter.
0: I, I hear you. Uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about that in just a sec. Uh, that South Dakota 17-play drive ended with, uh, I, I believe they converted two fourth downs, but then on the, or maybe the second attempt, second or third fourth down attempt, uh, freshman by the last name of Burks. Marvin Burks. Blew up the play. Yes, he did. And, uh... That was good to see, and Coach Drinkwitz talked about him after the game and said he doesn't even view him as a freshman because yeah. he was early enrollee. That, to me, just like sure thing he's going to be out there in yes. some meaningful moments this year. Yes, I believe Marvin and,
1: Burks is hashtag good.
0: Yeah, and uh, no, I don't think we're going to need to like tally up the number of games. No. I would say after four games this season, he will no longer be eligible for a red shirt. 100%. Now, uh, yeah, we'll be jumping around all over the place here a little bit, but yeah, Luther Burden returning punts in the fourth quarter. I need to first of all just completely walk back everything I said last week about it being overblown that uh, Luther Burden is returning punts and that he could be injured. Um, yeah, I I uh, I take it back. I don't want him to do it anymore.
1: Last week you said I'm I, fine with him returning. Yes.
0: punts. Yes maybe there's some nuance here that i'll get to but you uh, say your piece first i
1: i mean what are we doing like our uh, luther burton's returning punts chris havens drain is that kickoff returner what are we doing and coach drinkwitz has said he's taken over special teams this offseason that's kind of part of his move away from offensive coordinators so everything he goes to i'm wondering w- what's going on here but yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Luther Burden returning punts occasionally, like if we need a big play in a, in a competitive game or whatever.
0: He, he could be in the rotation of punt in returners, even if it's just two guys. But,
1: yeah. I mean, no, literally nobody, no football team you ever watched and, re, and respect at any level has their best players returning punts and kicks. And I, I hate what it. What about in the
0: fourth quarter when you're up three scores against an FCS opponent? No,
1: that's the perfect time yeah he just got absolutely laid out by old boy uh farmer yeah offensive have, lineman or whatever
0: well a, a few things here first of all luther burden uh try not to get shaken up challenge difficulty impossible <laughs> every punt like it's it's a, like a, re- a requirement yeah. that he has to get up and and shake something off and it's like bro, you were giving us a heart attack every single time. Yeah. So if 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 you can't do that, then the coaching staff, do us a favor, get him out of there.
1: Yeah. Honestly, if I learned anything from the South Dakota game, and I probably already knew this in the back of my mind, but if something happens to Luther Burden, season's over. Yeah. Because he's it. He, yeah. is, he is it. And yeah. like anytime we need a big play, I mean, he was the only person consistently giving us that against an FCS opponent. Yeah,
0: well... Uh, you got to have him a bubble wrap. Yeah, I agree. It's it's insane that he went back out there to field a punt that late in the game. But also, um, I feel like... I feel like I'm going to come back around to being okay with him out there in SEC games. Occasionally. Yeah. Even maybe anytime that the game is close. This is a weird kind of walk back. Well, if we're not playing an FCS team, yes. then our guy special teams extraordinaire lineman who lays him out <laughs> when he's almost out of bounds in the fourth quarter. That was a perfect launch. Uh, the only reason he's in a position to make that play is because he was so far away from where the play should have been made down the field where the punt was fielded. Like Luther Burden makes a good play against players that shouldn't be on the same field as him in that situation in the fourth quarter in a punt coverage And then gets all the way up to the field where you should be past everybody but the punter, but no, here's this guy who was never going to be a part of the play unless he was able to, you know, destroy. the time to get there, exactly. See it coming from miles away. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry to that guy. I'm kind of roasting you here, but. Yeah.
1: I won't roast him that was a great a great launch absolutely just laid out it's not his fault he was parallel he was with the ground
0: put in that position honestly that was an
1: incredible athletic feat
0: yeah another challenge for Luther Burden try to keep your helmet on maybe <laughs> that's another thing that makes me nervous <laughs> if you it
1: came off at least three times yeah, in that game yeah
0: I, I'm joking but I swear he's got worked into some of these NIL contracts is like you need to get some face time on the camera <laughs> so if you can accomplish that there's a bonus for you, or something.
1: Oh my god, that's incredible.
0: Uh, Let's we'll stick with uh, stick with special teams just a little bit before we uh, talk about the defense and their performance. Um, Harrison Meavis, 0 for 2 on field goals, 5 for 5 on extra points. One of those was weird looking, um, <laughs> and got to do a redo.
1: That's putting it pretty nicely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, though, if you have if you hadn't seen it or missed it or something, like it looked like he was kicking in hurricane winds. Yeah. Like, what, what happened there?
0: I have to assume that he saw this guy be off sides and it was just, just like— just freaked him out. Yeah, it ruined the whole thing. Cause like, this isn't even going to count, and yeah, are we I even going to kick this right now? I don't you, know.
1: You have to be right, I would hope.
0: But there was something wrong with the field goal unit.
1: Yeah, the right side of the unit was just, like, didn't understand
0: their assignments or something. Just guys waltzing towards Mavis untouched. So, yeah, over for 2 on field goal attempts. Don't love that. One was a bad, uh, you know, he was kicking the laces, bad snap, bad hold, potentially. Coach yeah, Drinkwitz said both of those guys are responsible for making sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, maybe Coach so.
1: Drinkwitz shouldn't be coaching special teams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he made a good decision on the punter competition because Riley Williams looked good. We were very dismissive of the punter competition earlier this offseason, so I do want to mention Riley Williams looked really good punting, two forty 40 40-yarders. Uh, he looked good. I'm team never punt, remember? That's true, but the, the staff disagrees with you, so it's good to have a punter back there that can do it. And speaking of punts, we got a blocked punt that until I saw the like highlights put out by Mizzou Twitter, um, I legitimately thought that he missed it and it should have been a roughing the punter. But no, he tipped it. The, the, that's why the refs get paid the big bucks. Uh, scale of one to 10, how worried are you about Harrison Mevis after this performance? How worried am I? 10 I'm, being like... I'm really worried. Four and a half worried. Okay. I yeah. need to I would- see the like protection hold up for an entire game and that's what i'll tell myself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just protection yeah It'll get, they'll get that'll get that figured out yeah if he goes over two and there's not some kind of weird looking obvious mess up happening on the line in this week's game then we'll bump that up to a six and okay. a half
1: okay i agree with you perfectly
0: um it's weird that you can just destroy the punter but if you just get your fingertip on the ball everything's fine don't even try all about
1: intention <laughs> <Were> <laughs> you sh- Were you trying to go for the ball or were you trying to hurt him?
0: (laughs) If you just barely... If you miss the ball by half a centimeter, don't touch it at all, then you can't touch the punter. I don't want to see punters getting hurt, but it's kind of weird. Uh, Anything else? Let's let's finish up any offense we might have. Schrader looked good. 18 rushes for 138 yards and a touchdown. Uh, The offensive line... To see, look like they were protecting well, opening up big holes in the running game. Yeah, yeah. Um, every,
1: everything has to be said with an asterisk because of the opponent, but yeah. I, I agree. And um, offensive line signif- looked significantly improved to me, at least after one, one week. Uh, man, I don't know. I still would love to get. Uh, in in this game, I mean, maybe I'm just, I'm just excited to see. The future of the program with all the all the different positions. I, I wanted to see more Sam Horn. I would have loved to see some of the young younger running backs at this point. Davaris Jones isn't even that young. Yeah. Uh, the more of the explosive options that I believe we have. Yeah. Um, but they uh, pretty much Cody Schrader and Nate Pete got or Nathaniel Pete got pretty much all the carries, all the work.
0: Yeah, and Coach frequent said he's emphasizing pass protection from the running backs in week two, so probably more of the same there. Um uh, there's something else I was gonna say. Uh tight ends, Stevens, two catches for twelve yards, um one big first down. I think uh That's just nothing yeah, this season. Just yeah. Again. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Love for somebody to step up and, yeah. and be the guy there, but yeah, Brett Norfleet
1: and Jordan Harris, I believe, will probably both not red shirt. Mm. They both played norfleet for sure i think he played like 10 snaps in this game I, he will probably not richard so it'd be great to see him kind of take over that position as we go
0: luther burden uh finishing the game off with just one of those making something out of nothing and turning it into a touchdown that three broken tackles
1: might have been the most impressive play he's had in a mizzou uniform and he's had some very impressive stuff yeah but my god he was like i thought he was gonna get tackled at the line of scrimmage and he just, just running over people. They're just bouncing off of him. He's pretty good.
0: Um, okay, so defense. Uh, defense uh, held South Dakota's rushing attack to 38 yards on 35 carries. Can't ask for much more there. Uh, Johnny Walker Jr. led the team with six tackles, one tackle for loss, and the defense as a whole uh, held to just two first downs out of 13 third-down attempts.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure South Dakota did not get a first down until the second quarter, so you're probably thinking you're getting your best play in the first quarter when the game is still relatively close score-wise. Mm-hmm. You think you're probably getting the most accurate look at your defense in the first quarter. They played immaculately, yeah. uh, just shutting down everything South Dakota wanted to do. Um Just and the the pressure the secondary like at every level they were just they were so clean and did a
0: really really good job. Uh, Along with that one tackle for loss for Walker, uh, Christian Williams, Chuck Hicks, and Marvin Burks each had a tackle for loss. Rakestraw shared one and had a pass deflection. Um, No complaints at all for me from the defense, especially to see an edge rusher sort of be the highlight Uh, in Johnny Walker and when that was a huge question mark yeah honestly we see more of that moving forward
1: that was probably like maybe the most important thing that we saw in the entire game was just somebody that uh somebody just step up that maybe we we weren't expecting somebody to ease our concerns at the probably what we would have said our weakest position um yeah he he was everywhere and kind of almost even uh outshined uh who am I thinking? What's, I'm literally drawing a, the biggest blank in the world right uh, now. Darius Robinson. Darius yeah. Robinson. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, like outshined Robinson. Yeah. And even so, he looked like a stud.
0: Yeah. And he, in this game against inferior competition, uh, allowed the interior to not have to make the big flashy plays. They just had to be solid, stuff the run, one, um, one yard per carry, basically. Um, it just kind of took some pressure off of them. Yeah. There was one uh, situation in particular that I thought was pretty great. Uh, South Dakota, after a penalty, had first and goal at the six-yard line and ended up kicking a 40-yard field goal. That was nice to see. That was in the second quarter, I think. I can't remember exactly, but um, I think it was their first score of the game. It was like one of those where it was like, okay, they got all the way down here. We just had a penalty in the end zone. If they score here nobody's gonna think too poorly of the defense but they were like nope we're gonna force them to kick a field goal
1: yeah i think um eventually they were maybe getting a little lazy on some of the some of those they were running some really weird routes and stuff yeah. too um kind of leaving guys in the intermediate routes open but um for the most part i think the defense looked like they pretty much were going to maintain how good they were um at
0: least they showed signs that showed signs that they were going to be able to do that So far, so good there. Um, Yeah, I I am kind of, this game kind of uh, soured me on the whole playing against an FCS opponent thing. Yeah. Like, I hated the vibe. You liked it before, though? I kind of did. It it was like, kind of made sense to like ramp up the the difficulty level, I guess. But I think I was in like video game brain on that. But you know, I said start the season with Illinois, end it with Kansas. I would take that every season. Which Kansas and Illinois are playing each other? They are. That's this so dumb. I mean, is it dumb? I think it is because Missouri doesn't Does get they, to play. Them. They get to yeah. have like a fun regional game. Yeah, they're just like jumping over
1: us. Yeah, nobody you know? wants to play us. Yeah, they're scared, they're
0: scared. of us. <laughs> there we go. Um, but I didn't like the, even like the broadcast. It felt like they were calling the game like it was a scrimmage sometimes. And it just was this weird. It felt like a weird, like transitional game yeah. from off season to the actual season. Yeah, and I didn't like that vibe. Yeah, I, I wanna I wanna start week one with a real game. Yeah, it's like bittersweet, kind of. It's like football's back,
1: and this game means it's nothing. It's kind of fake. And it's, yeah, yeah kind of boring. And yeah, I yeah. agree with
0: you. So that's my little pitch.
1: For yeah, you. I mean, uh, there's what thirteen regular season games, 12 regular season games, like, every game is a, is a precious gift. That, yes. Cameron. Exactly. And, every game has its own little story, Mm -hmm. its own narratives. Like, we, we gotta have more quality games. Yeah, that FCS stuff.
0: The story and narrative around this was it's basically practice. Maybe we'll figure out who the starting quarterback is. Yeah,
1: the narrative behind this was like we can't tell anything from this game. Oh wait, yes, we're actually going to analyze everything. And then after the game, it was like, eh, nothing really matters actually. Yeah.
0: yeah, don't care for it. Yeah, yeah. And and it makes me realize that of course Alabama had figured it out a long time ago. You throw this game later in the season. You throw this game to like week ten or eleven. And then the fan base is like, oh, thank goodness we get to have a week off, basically, and still get a win. Of course, they figured it out.
1: Yeah, they, this could have been like a free bye week, basically, later in the season.
0: Yeah. Instead, it's just like a... Not a free bye week, but... It, it, FCS teams are getting better. Yeah. That's the word on, word on the street is, you know, don't underestimate your opponent, is what yeah, people are saying. Exactly. Um... Yeah, so Missouri's one and zero. We love to see it; it's fantastic. Brady Cook's your starter. Um, drink in the post-game uh, press conference. He said uh, he had some weird stuff. We <laughs> talked about that, but he said uh, he said Cook had a leg up on the quarterback competition going into this game, and that's why he was out there first.
1: He also said uh, he's the kind of man he would want his daughters to date.
0: He went but on. When they get older, he of went on this whole Brady Cook tirade at the end of it. And he was like channeling this like everybody's against Cook and everybody wants to talk about Sam Horn type of thing. That's and true. it's like, bro, you're kind of only talking to a few people on the Internet when you say that. Like, He's reading the hidden replies on Twitter. He is like listening to somebody that he's either on Twitter too much or somebody's telling him like uh, to try to like pump him up or something that this is the chatter because I, I don't feel like the press has been the problem here. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think. I think their questions about the quarterbacks have been pretty reasonable. Uh, so we move on to Middle Tennessee State. Week two, Mizzou, as of right now, 20-and-a-half point favorite at home. Middle Tennessee is 0-1 after losing to Alabama. They got smoked 56-7. to In that game, starting quarterback, what's his name? Nick Vatiato um, threw for 127 yards on 32 attempts. Not great. One touchdown, one interception. The ground game couldn't really get going for them either. Uh, Just 78 yards on the ground. They also lost two fumbles. Um, And uh, Alabama quarterback was super efficient against the Middle Tennessee defense. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what happens when you play Alabama, I guess. Yeah. So can Missouri just run it back and make uh, Middle Tennessee really understand what it's like to play two SEC opponents uh, back-to-back weeks?
1: Yeah, honestly, I'm really excited for the defense in this game because I think this will I, – I, I don't know how to explain this, but I think South Dakota was so bad on offense especially that the defense didn't even know what to do with it sometimes. Like, just these – they were running some really, really bizarre – little intermediate routes and stuff that they were like kind of struggling with at times um i think this will be like a little bit more of like a traditional air raid offense where the secondary is going to have a little bit more fun i think they're going to be out there running around uh a little bit more than they were against south dakota i mean they just didn't have to do anything
0: against South. i mean they were just chilling and that'll be the last time i ever try to predict what an fcs offense is going to do (laughs) in a game (laughs) because nobody knew what was about to happen uh, with a new offensive coordinator for South They didn't even know it was going to happen. Exactly. Uh,
1: so I think this will be a little bit more, this would just be a a much better viewing experience for everybody. I think, uh, if it's not, you come talk to Kyle, come talk to me. Um, I would certainly hope that this game is not competitive by any stretch. Uh, I don't think that's impossible, but I think the defense is going to feast a little bit though. And I'd love to see more turnovers. Um, I'd love to see just more plays in general. I actually think that the last week's game just flew by. Yeah, well, and, no more stopping the clock on first down. And I I looked into that a little bit actually. Okay. If we're going a little bit of a tangent here, let's do it. I read an article from the Athletic that last season college football games on average had about 180 plays, and in this game, just this one game alone, uh, Missouri versus South Dakota, there was roughly 140 plays. I think I just didn't count kickoffs. I don't know if I was supposed to count those or not. <laughs> but so roughly 140 plays and so that's pretty that's a pretty significant drop off yeah it felt like it in the game especially the second half it was like just over in a blink
0: obviously that one drive the
1: clock was just melting from you know running plays or the clock not stopping all that stuff it just kind of being garbage time all of those things combined but it didn't really feel like there was any meaningful play going on at all in the second half and so i'm just excited to see hopefully a full football
0: game of did that athletic article have any takeaways of like
1: Well, it was well, I can't even remember if it was I think it was written like before the oh, season started, yeah. yeah. So, it was just kind of
0: It'll be interesting to see what people are saying once uh it's once we've had a few weeks to I see saw what Chip, the result is.
1: Chip Kelly made like a public statement about it yeah. in
0: like an in-game
1: interview setting, uh basically kind of making fun of it, saying like, "I hope you guys are selling more commercials or something like that." And because it's it's making a bit it's making a difference in the game. Yeah and i agree with him yeah I, yeah I think it makes a big difference and, oh, it's, yeah. and the game time from kickoff to end of the game really isn't that different because i guess they are doing more commercials or something mm-hmm. so which we love that yeah right? yeah
0: don't uh, don't be tricked anybody into thinking that like your game day experience is going to be like improved by this or your are that was immediately jumped out to me it was like oh this the commercial breaks when you're in the stadium are still going to be annoying you're still going to have these stoppages in play where you're just kind of looking around like oh, this game should be started again and at home uh, yeah so many commercials it's uh, very frustrating it's like ah, don't worry we'll make the game shorter but still fit as many commercials or more in yeah yeah,
1: but your commitment to watching the game will not change. Like uh, Absolutely. As so, far as
0: how long you're sitting
1: on the couch waiting yeah. for it to end. Yeah.
0: So that is just without any doubt at all a worse viewing Objectively experience. Objectively worse. Yes. yes. So anyways,
1: <laughs> uh I am looking forward to hopefully more plays um in this game. More meaningful snaps for everybody in general. And I am excited to see the defensive line and the secondary take advantage of I th- like a quarterback who's not super great, but it's going to th- just shuck it mm-hmm. over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So I think that could hopefully lead to more turnovers. There were no turnovers in the game last week, except for Sam Horn's interception. Yeah. So that'd be, that'd be fun. More, more turnovers.
0: Yeah. There was an opportunity on one uh, fumble, but they got it back. And uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like Missouri's defense against middle Tennessee, they should be able to shut down the running game. I, I am not concerned at all about that and i think they will effectively kind of like what you're alluding to make middle, make middle tennessee one dimensional and then just kind of be able to sit back and hopefully get some interceptions or something it's past deflections but i fe- it feels like this is the type of team that missouri's defense should look good against yeah and um, we should i would think we should see some good grades Come out after this week from those services that do that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I, I'll be curious to see how the defensive line does in a little bit tougher matchup. Um, I still think they should dominate, but uh, man, Johnny Walker was such a breath of fresh air. Um, Christian Williams had an incredible game; he looked absolutely dominant. Um, just honestly, felt like we didn't even really need Darius Robinson. Um, right, he was kind of quiet. So, yeah. but I think any of those guys could step up at really any point. Um, this week this year any any week those guys could step up yeah different one
0: yeah so i'm thinking defensive front is gonna look good and hopefully like you said make opportunities for the secondary to make some plays yeah it's
1: basically just a continuation of last week uh it is this
0: this this steady ramp up keep
1: doing the things you did well last week uh we'll see brady cook for a full game i'm assuming um and i'd love to see him continue I'd, i'd love to see him adjust from last week if the defense allows that. I'd love to see yeah. more more downfield throwing. Exactly. Get Theo a little bit more involved.
0: Yeah, it it does give you something fun to try to analyze what the defense is doing in relation to what that allows Brady Cook to attempt to do. Because I would hate to see you know we're halfway through the season. And it's like, oh okay, so is every defense, um, yeah, you know, taking away the deep ball? I think uh, that could be a legitimate yeah uh, outcome. Let's not get ahead Let's of ourselves. Let's not get ahead there. of ourselves. <laughs> um yeah I'd like to see the offensive line you know maybe they're not just maybe we're not gashing them in the run game like we were able to an FCS opponent but being able to make some holes for uh schrader and Pete to have some running room yeah
1: they were getting to like the second level before they were even getting touched yeah I don't expect
0: week. that but you know every once in a while we still need that throughout the season
1: I will say uh it's incredibly out of order but one random thing I just thought of that i loved from last week was that they were aggressive before halftime there was mm-hmm. like they were calling timeouts like yes, yes. when south dakota had the ball with like you know two minutes left in the yes. half they were calling timeouts after a play yeah and to get the ball back and then they ended up scoring another touchdown right before half so i and, would say that was maybe like one of the best things i felt like i saw in the whole game as far as like more macro level strategy
0: definitely and Drinkwitz called that going on a run uh where score stop score and uh yeah, this game very easily could have been um, 14 to 3 at halftime if the offense is just kind of like, whatever, we're fine with just getting to halftime. But uh, they scored twice in the last like two minutes of the first half. And that's something that Brady Cook, honestly, has always been pretty good at in those two minute drill, end of half, end of game situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to Middle Tennessee, though. I like the offense too. Um, if Brady Cook. Is out there for the whole game. I'd like to see, you know, them putting up points in all three of the first quarters of the game, and have this thing out of reach in the fourth. And maybe you get to see Sam Horn. Hand Coach, off. Coach Drinkwitz is acting like he wants to get Horn out there. Uh, That's fine for some more opportunities this year. So, which totally, it's just fairly normal. Redshirt freshman uh, backup, second stringer. You want to get him out there. So give me a prediction. Middle Tennessee um, only scored seven last week. They're, they're supposed to be in conference play. They're supposed to be one of the better offenses. What are you feeling? Yeah,
1: um, I think this game could be relatively more competitive than we would like in the first half, but I think Mizzou will pull away. I think they'll win 42-17. to 17. I Again, we talked about this last week uh had a um didn't score in the first drive against south dakota had to punt so i'd like to see start if, fast please a first drive of the game score even Seems if it's like, will it just take a field goal it, at this point
0: i suppose a made field goal
1: yes yeah that's a good thing to maybe want to see in this game is some some made field goals uh um, points
0: give me a dominant performance by the Missouri defense. Give me 38. Missouri wins 38 to 14. 38 to 14. Uh, one of those touchdowns late for Middle Tennessee. So that means uh,
1: Missouri would cover in both of those situations? Ooh,
0: that makes me nervous. Yeah, 20,
1: what is it, 20 and a half?
0: Yeah. That does sound large. Thirty-eight to fourteen doesn't they have, feel like such a blowout. Though. No, it really
1: doesn't. I, I'm glad that they have confidence in us. You know, a lot of times Vegas knows things that we don't, so they can they can see
0: the future. We'll be fine. Something to prove, prove, prove Vegas right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're predicting a win. We're predicting two zero for the Missouri Tigers. Uh, anything else? Uh, am I forgetting anything before we pick some games? Let's do it then. Uh, last week, Matt picked and did okay. We'll hear from uh, producer Cameron how that went. You doing okay?
1: Yeah. I'm, all right. All right. Thanks.
2: <laughs> Alrighty. Let's see. Week one. I don't remember who our guest picker was. Matt. Yeah. I do remember. Let's see. Kyle and Matt both got seven points. Cameron and I both got eight points. Y'all picked uh, the Florida State game correctly? Yeah. yeah. And that was an upset. So we got an extra point over you guys on that Great one. Great
0: job. And you but you guys got uh, North Carolina. North Carolina correct. That was, was not an upset.
1: Really pretty easy pick. Should have been oh, for you wow. guys. Oh,
2: okay. Well, <laughs> I, so is
0: Florida State. So. Yeah, exactly. Got him. All right. What's the slate this week?
2: All righty. Our first game this week is Vanderbilt at Wake Forest wake forest is a 10 and a half point favorite
1: guys i gotta be honest i don't know anything about wake forest football but they're gonna win yeah against vanderbilt
0: yeah wake forest all the way uh, who's our who's our guest
2: picker this week our guest picker this week is tim hey, hey welcome in tim uh what did vanderbilt
1: do they had like an unimpressive win It'd against be, uh hawaii
2: they, they had another game after that. Yeah, oh. Alabama, A&M, points. or somebody.
1: Yeah. And struggled in the first half.
2: 2-0, though. 2-0. That's all that matters. First place in the SEC. True. Oh, wow. Uh, Next up is Ball State at number one, Georgia. Mm, that'll be a good one. You want to guess the line? Uh, 38. That's a good, that's a good guess. 42 and
0: a half.
1: Jeez, that's insane. Uh, for Georgia... One, yeah, last week, but didn't look that impressive. Yeah, I can't remember who they played. No. Doesn't matter. Yeah, um, Ball State put on a performance of a lifetime against Kentucky last yeah. week.
0: Yeah, and lost. Two. That's another team going back to back SEC opponents. Oh, yeah, they're wow.
1: They're gonna be sore.
0: They know where the money is. <laughs>
2: Speaking of Kentucky,
0: we have East. Uh, everybody picked Georgia. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we need to do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Eastern Kentucky at Kentucky. Oh, there's wow. not a line. Oh, wow. I guess I'll take Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky. That's who Missouri scored 72 points against. No, that was Delaware Eastern, State. Yes. Uh,
1: Devin Leary was not super impressive last week. See if he can rebound. Yeah. I'm not scared of him. I'm not scared. I picked us to beat them anyway. I'm not. i have never been scared.
0: No. Why would you be? Uh, I'll take Kentucky in that matchup. Yes.
2: everybody's on Kentucky next up is number 23 Texas A&M at Miami Texas A&M is a four and a half point favorite Miami
0: good? I don't think so I didn't think so either Texas A&M good? I guess maybe not I'll take Miami oh
1: Tim
2: Tim takes Miami
0: oh I'll take AM.
1: I will take AM. That's music to my ears whenever we have a little bit of a disagreement. Yeah. Makes, it, makes the game fun yeah. to watch. Got some oh, to root yeah. for.
2: Next up is number 22, Ole Miss. At number 24, Tulane. Tulane. Oh, now this is like, this is great. Ole Miss is a seven and a half point favorite. Willie Fritz, Tulane.
0: Tulane, no Tajay Spears anymore. Yeah. Their quarterback last week, 14 of 15 passing, one incomplete pass. I'm pretty sure four touchdown passes. He only threw the ball 15 times? Yeah. Four touchdown passes, only one incompletion.
1: That's efficient. Yeah.
0: I remember one time Kurt Warner, when he was playing for the Arizona Cardinals, had more touchdown passes than incomplete passes in a game like that. That's always something that sticks out to me now. He was good. Yeah. Uh, give me Tulane. Wow. Yeah. It's at Tulane?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, the crowd's going to be going all. They're legit. All 500 of them are going to be crazy. Uh, give me. Old Miss. All that right. Was, give me that Tulane. Was kind of mean.
2: Tim all, all the Tulane things. Miss.
0: Ooh. You and me got Tulane? Yeah. Okay. We're good. We're good. We got this. Let's go Green Waves. That Tulane,
2: would be green. That would wave. actually,
1: outside of this little competition, that would be incredible. They're going to do it.
2: I mean, they're good. Yeah. Kent State at Arkansas. Arkansas is a 38.5 point favorite. Sheesh. They're not
1: going to score 38 points. No. Give me um, Arkansas. Yeah, give me Arkansas. But uh, uh, And I, I hate Arkansas and all that stuff, whatever, whatever. But I did see this play from last week where they're playing God knows who. But there was like a blitz from uh, the linebacker or something. And he legitimately hit. Uh, KJ Jefferson so hard, and he like did not move. Yeah, he just like it was like a child ran into him.
0: I cannot wait till Sam Pigman has a different quarterback. Sam
1: Pigman, I forgot about that. <laughs> Pigman, the Pitman.
0: Yeah, me
2: too.
1: Yeah, Jefferson, he's really good. they will think they'll win this week as well. Yeah,
2: Arkansas all around. Austin P, the team, not the guy. Okay, at number twelve, Tennessee. <laughs> No line Tennessee
0: by a million Tennessee looked pretty impressive last week I'll give it to them Yeah Tennessee all around But uh, you know they eh, Josh offense does that against bad teams Yep That's what they do
2: Number 11 Texas At number 4 Alabama Alabama is a 7.5 point favorite You think Sarkisian is going to get him fired up? Ooh, Get his boys riled up? Against his old boss
1: Oh that's true He knows all the industry secrets Yeah
0: you think he's calling up? Uh, no. I would, Do you think Kirby Smart would give Sarkeesian any tips? Like, hey, you know, you got anything for me here? Oh, absolutely. It's um, a big. You could get score some points here. If you go with Texas. I don't like that. You're trying to talk me into it. I mean, I've heard Texas is back, folks. That's true. I'll take Bama.
2: Um, Tim takes
0: I'll, Bama. I'll take Bama.
1: I think Bama actually looked like a little unimpressive uh, against Middle Tennessee State, like in the first half last week. They've got new quarterback.
0: Everybody else is taking Bama. Uh, I got. I gotta go Alabama.
1: <laughs> I would. I would love to be a little contrarian there, but I think Alabama
2: wins. Next up is McNeese State at
0: Florida. No line. McNeese State. Uh, they will lose to Florida. Florida sucks. Florida's bad. Love it. I'm here for it. Um, uh, what's the coach's name? Yeah. You think he? You think he's on the hot seat? He's like a little unimpressive, Billy Napier. I don't yes. think. I said it last week. the The narrative in my head is they will lose games this year because he Sucks. knows he has another year to work with. They've told him he's safe. He, you know, uh, that? this is a this oh, is the okay. narrative. Okay. This is the this is the narrative. Gotcha. The fan theory. Uh, he knows he's safe. He's getting another year. You know, nobody's ever completely safe, but. He knows if he just goes six and six again, he reinvented the roster this past off season. He'll be okay. Quarterback though, they got to figure that out because I'm not scared of him at all, Graham Mertz.
1: Oh yeah, he was pretty bad.
0: Hope they don't figure it out. Yeah, Florida—they'll
1: win though. Yep, this weekend.
2: Florida all around. Next up is Furman at South Carolina. No line.
0: South Carolina looked pretty bad against North Carolina. They'll beat Furman, but Spencer Rattler looked pretty good but had no help exactly and
1: what, what are your thoughts on shame beamer you, are you a beamer guy
0: uh i kind of like the whole beamer ball of special teams trickery what does that mean it means you know anything could be coming at any time you know we're just really mixing it up we're going for it wouldn't every coach like to realistically say that they're beamer ball
1: yeah but they don't do it gotta go out there and make those tough calls so they're about the little trickery and stuff they did a little onside kick in this game exactly and the kicker got
0: it was it illegal i can't remember what happened there
1: i don't know but i saw an interview in the press conference after the game with shane beamer was he was uh upset about the game and he was blaming everybody and saying the they the chain gang was eating a hot dog, yeah. and so that messed up their onside kick or something. I don't know. I don't. There I, there was I didn't a, know the content. There was
0: a thing there where like they were ready to do the onside kick, and the officials were just like not ready to start the second half yet. Basically, oh, okay. Is that what happened? Yeah. Is that what he was talking about? And so yeah. they recovered it, right? But but it didn't count. I don't really remember. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, it was like. It was like the whole team knew we're going to do this onside kick and it's just really going to make this game for us. And then so they were like all ready to go and then had to not do it yet. So I don't know.
1: That messed up the whole game.
0: Yeah. They were so outmatched by North Carolina, but
1: Uh, Spencer Rattler, he's he's solid.
0: uh, One thing I like to see though is it seems like they're still having some offensive line issues. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Their lines on both sides of the ball are pretty bad. We need that to continue. Yep.
2: Uh, But they'll win this weekend, right? yes south carolina all around grambling state at number five lsu no line
0: some big games this week LSU. you just just hate seeing brian kelly lose oh it's so sad i feel bad for him yeah i want to write him a letter like of condolences yeah they're supposed to be a national championship team what do you say what do you say in the he said in the post game this
1: is not the team that i thought we were or something
0: you lost to a top 10 opponent. Yeah. Just win the rest of your games and you go to the playoff. Right? Yeah. Easier
1: said than done, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, your top five, you want to play in the uh, national championship, win the rest of your games. Exactly. It's uh, not going to happen, though. They're like, you know, we're inking the stamp up a Is little Missouri bit. Is Missouri going to beat LSU? Mm, we can't talk about that yet. Okay. We were it- inking the stamp <laughs> up to stamp Florida State fraudulent, potentially. Right. That's what Matt wanted. He was just misreading a little bit. We're inking that stamp up for LSU. I think they're both not that great. Okay.
2: Uh, give me LSU against well, LSU Grambling will State. LSU beat Grambling. <laughs> LSU all around. <laughs> Next up, finally we have a line again. Arizona at Mississippi <laughs> State. Mississippi State is a 10-point favorite. Who was it? Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: I know nothing about Mississippi State. I thought you were gonna say Arizona. Well, yeah. No, I know a lot about Arizona. Okay. Now I know even less about them.
1: Okay. Yeah. Give me. Uh, give me Mississippi State.
0: Give me the home team. Home team all around.
1: CEC. Yeah,
0: like a bottom bottom half Pac-12 team got to be bad. Oh yeah. yeah. Auburn.
1: They won't even exist in a couple of years. True. Ooh.
2: Auburn at Cal. Auburn is a six and a half point favorite.
0: That sounds like two bad teams playing yeah. each other. Give me Cal. Oh, I love
2: that. Hey, I'll take Auburn. What'd Tim do? Auburn.
0: Auburn. Godspeed. Yeah. yeah. Good luck to you.
2: Auburn's got to travel a long way. That's, that's all I'm true. That's that's, true. Yeah, that that's, lag will get you. Too late. Next game. Okay. Um, I was I'm about to change he, my mind. Yeah, he's the
1: one that like, <laughs> yeah. has the contrarian opinion. <laughs> he put a timer on himself.
2: Last and certainly least, Nebraska- at Colorado, Colorado is a three-point favorite.
0: Only three? Colorado's incredible, right? They're the greatest team in the world. <laughs> that The uh, Colorado quarterback is the one that said, he was asked, oh, big differences going from FCS to, you know, uh, playing TCU, who was in the national championship last year. And he said, no. The only He actually had a thoughtful response. He said, the only difference I've noticed in one game is the defensive line gets off their blocks faster when you step up in the pocket he said i'm not i'm not afraid of names he did say that uh and that kind of makes sense like yeah the biggest difference you're going to see is like in the trenches probably on both sides of the ball uh but that was such a fun game to watch i wish i could have watched it Uh, uh I didn't watch the first half, but the second half they were just going back and forth, making yeah. plays left and right. Yeah, uh, I feel
1: like that's what college football at its best just like those high scoring games with like athletic players
0: who are just doing crazy stuff. Travis Hunter is an animal. Yeah, he's incredible. The high score high scoring games and like needing the defense to just go get an interception yeah. to change the game. It's like they're either going to score or we get a turnover yeah like there's last no in between team with the ball wins basically yeah, love that
1: yeah that was awesome uh Colorado's gonna be really fun to watch I mean I think a lot of people were doubting what was what Deion Sanders was gonna do but uh so yeah, TCU far, may be bad I don't know yeah they had to replace a lot of guys but still that's pretty impressive yeah. uh, going on the road and I think they were massive underdogs in that mm-hmm. game so and they had to they have like what 50 new players on colorado's team yeah. so it's pretty impressive
0: and they're an underdog at nebraska no i think they're favored. no they're favored at home oh makes sense all makes total sense yeah I'll take, I'll
2: take colorado yeah. tim t- tim takes colorado
0: that would, it'd be it'd be pretty rough to have to pick against your team you know against a first-year head coach you just coming off like their super bowl basically they're they are dare I say primed, for a letdown.
1: Oh, that was good. Uh, Nebraska, last week, I thought they were going to win. Yeah, they should have won. And I'm an idiot because for thinking that they were going to win because that, that's what they do is lose yeah. those close games yeah. when they should win. Every year. New coaching staff? I mean, it doesn't even matter. You nope. can't you can't overcome a curse it's like the, that. It's the corn. It's the corn.
2: The
0: curse of the corn? The curse of the corn. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You cannot overcome that. Don't eat the corn. Wow. I won't. So you won't catch me dead in Nebraska. I'm trying to get them to pick
0: Nebraska. I mean, but I was gonna, gonna do it before you even turns. Okay, to let's, let's, go. Go. I'll take let's go.
2: He's trying to galaxy brain us. There's some rooting picks.
0: interest right there now. Oh man, go Colorado! You
2: know why I won last year because I didn't do this
0: exactly. Welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> no, Nebraska's gonna be fine. Don't even worry. You'll you'll be wanting to pick them plenty. Mm. Just a little lull here at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Uh, is that it? That's that all right well uh special thank you to our patreon supporters at the ten dollar level and above brit treese brian smith ryan demore tristan ben smith parker daddy jd tim keens tyler harsel brandon grofflo brandon hanks matthew tilly and lewis hernandez thank you thank you so much gentlemen you can find
1: this podcast on spotify and apple podcasts or on twitter at mizzou sports pod and you can email us at missouri sports pod at gmail.com
2: you can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop missouri sports pod.bigcartel.com
0: thank you everyone for listening We will see you next week after a win.